Yes, it is Fernando Ramirez. Victor Producer is out. He is still on on short-term IR, but I'm Fernando Ramirez. I'm here on House of Horns. Button in where I was not asked to butt in, but I'm still here. I got Gilbert Manzano. What's up, bro? What's up, Fernando? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of you know excited to hear that. What's up, bro, here on a different show, House of Horns. Uh, thank you for filling in on short notice for Victor to discuss his Rams-Seahawks game. It was a close game, good effort. They were doing it for Bobby Wagner, Fernando. Uh, Bobby Wagner was playing out of his mind. Two sacks, an interception, three tackles for loss, seven total tackles. Yeah, keep going and going. Uh, and he put him in contention without, you could say what for this too, without Matthew Stafford. Whoa, whoa, what? Without Cooper Cup. What? Without Adam Robinson. What? Without Aaron Donald. What? Without Ashawn Robinson. What? Bob, Bobby Wagner single, single-handedly kept this team in it to the end, but then Geno Smith had that game-winning touchdown to DK Metcalf with Jalen Ramsey in coverage, and that was a hard one for Ramsey to you know kind of swallow because in the postgame, he was uh, pretty short with the responses, and I think it was more about trying to win this one for Bobby Wagner, Fernando. So I know the playoffs are not an option here for the Rams, but they all wanted to win that game for Bobby Wagner. So I think I, I would describe it as one of the, the – the biggest losses for them this year to swallow because they just care about Bobby that much. Uh, but yeah, kind of same result. They tried best effort, six game losing streak, which is crazy to think Fernando three yeah. and nine on the year. It's crazy because I mean, for a guy to integrate himself like this, the way Bobby Wagner has with the Rams is nice to see. I mean, he's a leader. We've known it when he was with the, uh, when he was with the Seahawks. Now he comes to the Rams and you can tell he's a leader. Uh, the guys love him. Uh, and like you said, seven tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, one pass defended, two quarterback hits, and a partridge in a pear tree, obviously a pick. It's just crazy to see the way uh, Bobby Wagner uh, played today. Obviously, the question is going to be asked after the season, can he still play? Can he still go? Obviously, today was an indication. Yes, this guy can still go. Yes, this guy can still play. And I think, honestly, and I, and again, I, I know I harp on it a little bit, but with the decisions the Rams are going to have to make, I think one decision that's easy is I think uh, Bobby Wagner should be here uh, moving forward because he's made an impact on this defense, and he really is one of the better middle linebackers in the league. Yeah, I think the Rams are seeing what makes Bobby Wagner great. Like, even when it's highs and lows, he's still the same guy, even keel. Uh, doesn't let emotions affect the preparation, the, the preparation that he's so renowned for, Fernando. And, you know, he called this game just another game. Bobby Wagner did not want to show any emotion about this game. I, I tried my hardest, Fernando, to get him to talk about it, you know, because the way they let him go, they re- they released him without giving him a heads up. He had to find that on social media. And it was an ugly, you know, kind of messy breakup for, for such a decorated player in Seahawks history. But he didn't want that the emotions to get to him. He let those emotions out on the field. And you know when guys have a lot of pressure and they want they want something so badly, they kind of let that get into their into their head and they don't they don't play as well. They press and you could tell that was that even kill. Uh, you know, or like you said, it's a kill, but more like a kill. He was going for the sacks. Like at one point yeah. after one play, he roared. He kind of had like a roar up to the rafters. He had like a little celebration with the fingers. Like I saw more emotion out of Bobby Wagner, and, and I think a lot of the players were feeding off of that. And I think Bobby had to do that, too, because, again, like I mentioned, all those players were out. And this was a game like they actually needed him to be a game record to kind of turn back the clock. So, yeah, again, like you've talked about this before, Fernando, uh, you know, but the Chargers side, nobody wants to hear about moral victories. This team doesn't want to hear about moral victories. But this one really stung them. 
and to be in the game that that until the end, and then for Metcalf to get that touchdown, man, Metcalf, T, uh, Tyler Lockett, and Geno Smith just went off on this Rams defense, and it's to be expected. Uh, but, you know, to lose a divisional rival six games in a row, you know, it was tough. But I think Sean McVay was saying, like, hey, you know, I'm proud about the, about this team. I like going to, you know, to the trenches with this team because it's, it's it sounds weird to say, but he, he didn't really see progress or improvement the first half of the season. Now it's a little too late, but he's seeing an improvement. He's seeing that fight, and I think that's all you can ask for. And uh, Sean McVay didn't take a hit to the face today, so I think he's happy about that. Hey, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the moneymaker is uh, happy about that, about not taking any hits right there. But let me ask you, um, I mean, you said right now that McVay was happy about, not happy, but that he sees some things moving forward. Was today maybe a little bit, of a better day for the run game i mean obviously the rams haven't been able to run the ball well today 33 times 171 yards and two touchdowns uh cam Akers, i think had two touchdowns uh himself was that was that could it be maybe a little bit of a turning point moving forward i mean uh, i mean i think this is the only thing positive that you could really take except for them fighting and fighting for bobby wagner and everything i think this is a positive especially from a team who hasn't been able to run the ball that well this season yeah, Fernando, I might have looked at it wrong, but it might be 148. But if, if it's 171, uh, that's definitely a season high for the Rams, and and that is a positive. You know, before that was such a like a like a like a battle to get the running game going, get some run blocking going, you know, get get something steady out of the, the offensive line, uh, and then you know, Cam Akers was gone for a month from this team, and he comes back and he has a kind of a, a pretty good game, 60 yards rushing on 17 carries. I want to say that's a season season high, so they were committed to him. And he got the two touchdowns there. Uh, he took the ESPN did say uh, ESPN does say uh, one seventy one. Okay. Then I'm the one that's probably looking uh, bad there. So uh, that is a season season high then one seventy one. That you know, and then John Wolford is making some throws too, Fernando. So you know I, the whole debate about getting Perkins or Wolford and, and and you know one does better that you know like Perkins does better you know as being mobile and on the run extending plays with his legs, but he was a little shaky as a passer. I think Wolford showed some of the experience. You know, with the receivers, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, Brandon Powell, and he had a balanced attack. When you have a balanced attack, that helps you out. So I think Cam Akers and getting some of these jet sweeps with Brandon Powell uh, really helped out the offense. So uh, last week they only got 198 total yards, Fernando. Uh, they got they matched that in the first half, so they were doing pretty well. Uh, but you, you kind of feel bad for John Wolford. He was taking hits. I, I want to say he took nine hits today. Uh, went to the blue medical tent to be evaluated for a potential concussion. Uh, you know, somebody rolled up on his calf uh, and Bryce Perkins had to come in for a little bit. And then, oh, what? He has to come back now for a Thursday night football game. So this team is taking a beating. And then, you know, kind of on, on, a, on a different subject here, Fernando, Sean McVay uh, mentioned an update from Matthew Stafford. His injury is a spinal cord contusion. I, I'm not a doctor, but it doesn't sound too good there. Uh, look at you with the quick updates here of, of Fernando. So he pretty much hinted that his season's over for Matthew Stafford. Uh, so that big Chargers Rams game, probably no. I Stafford thought maybe there. he'd come back for that one. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But that means John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, the rest of the way. And you know, what, I go back to what Sean McVay said. Like he's finally seeing improvement, and it's a tough situation and tough. You know, just being shorthanded and for Wolford to have a game like this, just to keep it there, you know, keep it close. You know, was a good sign. What um now that you got to watch so obviously Matthew Stafford moving forward did he give any indications like hey he's fine yes he's this he's in good like anything like that to that extent or not really 
not really, but one thing I, I kind of, you know, zero in on from his presser, I want to say Friday. That's two concussions and the spinal injury, right? But he only has one concussion, one and concussion. the for this one that he went for the protocol was an, the neck thing, the spinal cord contusion. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But that still sounds very serious. But one yeah. thing I, re I remember from the press conference earlier in the week that Sean Mavey said, you know, he hasn't been told from the medical staff that this could affect them for next season. So maybe it could be something where, like, couple weeks a couple months and he's ready to go next year that that's still another topic to be discussed for next year because you got to you know ask yourself you're Matthew Stafford do you want to come back but it doesn't sound like this neck thing will affect them so that was big and that and Sean McVay almost came close to giving us a timeline he's like yeah it could be you know this and that and he's like you know what he, he's not coming he's probably not coming back for the for the season so uh, I kind of wanted to hear what that timeline would up. be yeah he almost gave it up uh but he did not there so uh, yeah, it's a different topic there, but Matthew Stafford, you're probably going to see him for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you, you do the same with Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald as well. <laughs> so uh, go ahead, Fernando. So obviously, um, Geno Smith is probably is one of the leading candidates for comeback player of the year. I know it's House of Horns, but I got to ask you, I mean, I got to watch him a couple of weeks ago. I was very impressed with him. Uh, when they were able to blow out the Chargers there at SoFi. Just what were your impressions from watching him? Two, uh, 28 for 39, 367, three touchdowns and an interception. What did you think about uh, the way Gino played? Are you impressed? It's pretty impressive. You know, like, I'm sure you're surprised, Fernando, what kind of oh, season yeah. he's having. This guy I watched him at Chargers training camp, like, years ago, and I was like, how's this guy still in the league? And now, like, I see him, I'm like, okay, wow, like, this, this is a different guy. Dude, he's dealing. Like even when like he's not open, he he could escape the pocket, create on the run, and then hit a guy downfield for forty yards. He had a nice rainbow high arching throw to DK Metcalf on the right sideline. Uh, you know, you know the rookie for the Rams, Darion Kendrick, went through some growing pains. So he was on DK a lot. Uh, they they called Darion Kendrick DK, so DK on DK there, and uh -huh. the, the older DK was you know just having his his day against him. And a couple of times Jalen Ramsey had to go help out, and then. You know, I think Ramsey was dwelling on, on that allowing the game winning touchdown at the end because like he wants to be in those moments, right? He's a star player, yeah. uh, and that cost him. But the rookie was taking the licks there for most of the games there. But I, I think that's one of the things that you got to remember on, on the Rams side. Like you weren't expecting this season to turn out this way, but then you get guys like you know who are developing for next year, like a Kobe Durant, a, a Darion Kendrick, a Michael Hoyt came out as a surprise. Uh, he's an interior defensive lineman. But he's being asked to play on the outside. Got two sacks today and a forced fumble. So, you know, I think the roster is going to be very different next year, Fernando. But, you know, you could tell and evaluate some of these young guys. Okay, maybe you could be a guy. You could stick around. Uh, but to answer your question, Geno Smith, man, he came out of nowhere. He's dealing. Tyler Lockett. What a tough thing for the Seahawks, man. Kenneth Walker was uh, ruled out with an ankle injury early. Mm -hmm. And I, I was kind of wondering how that's going to affect them with the balanced attack. But he just kept going to Tyler Lockett. And uh, DK Metcalf and say, hey, close out the game. Metcalf and Loggett, 17 receptions combined, 255 yards and two touchdowns. They both had over 120 yards of offense, and they just they looked like they were all over SoFi Stadium. A couple of weeks ago, I saw the same thing, except for Metcalf went down with that injury, and Lockett was the one going crazy with Marquise Goodwin, uh, Godwin. So that, that was pretty interesting to – to see, but um, what do you think about them? The way they, the they, they're, I think they're one of the top duo. I think they're one of the most underrated receiving duos in the NFL. Yeah, Lockett and Metcalf, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. When I came into this game, I kept thinking about like, oh, I want to see Kenneth Walker play, and I'm like, oh, right, they have some dudes still on the receiving core. 
uh, with Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And, and I, I want to know, like, I'm sure maybe they have, but like, have they had a game where they combined for this many yards together? Because uh, that's that's pretty up there. And then they each had a touchdown. And then uh, Geno Smith threw a nice touchdown to Noah Fan in the back of the end zone, kind of let the play develop, and he just found them out there. So those are kind of the savvy veteran plays that, that Geno was that was making out there. But, you know, for the Rams, you know, they, they, they wanted to get this one because, one, they're, they're in a six-game losing streak. You're playing yeah. divisional rival. You want to play spoiler like like when you get into a bad season, the tables have turned right. Like well, 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 how the ter- turn tables have turned, right, Fernando? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the office. Uh, you play spoiler, and imagine if they would have beat them, they would have been what seven and six there. Uh, and now they're back in the NFC West race because I think the 49ers lost Jimmy G. So to be seven to five, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know Dude, you love. I, I had a white elephant last night. Look at this. I got Pam, Michael, Dwight. Jim Stanley the Manly, and uh, oh my god, why did I forget her name? Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I think yeah. everybody here is waiting for the Stanley vacation, you know, that's that that uh, got the little oh. hat, the shirt. So, uh, I may have to bring it out. There's still five games to go though, here. So, but eventually, they only go on vacation, yeah, exactly. So, obviously, um, so what, what I mean, did you did you feel like the defense, I mean, with all the missing pieces. You feel like I mean they they put up a good effort. I mean to be completely honest, I mean to only have lost by four points to uh, to the Seahawks. But I feel like that that's kind of more of a divisional thing, huh? Like no matter what, you're always going to play your divisional opponents uh, hard. Yeah, you know I was wondering how the run defense will do without uh, Aaron Donald and Shaw Robinson. But once you know Kenneth Walker went out, they they really went past heavy there. But for the second half, they, they held them to field goals. That's why John Wolford got a chance in that, that one key drive with Cam Akers to, to close out to drive. I think it was like a six-yard rushing touchdown to make it 23-20 to 20 with two, 2.36 to go. So uh, to shut them down for field goals, that's why you took the lead. But then, obviously, they have one more drive to go. And so, somebody asked, like, hey, like, were you hoping to kill clock to maybe not give them a chance? You, you never know. You always go for the touchdown. You can't just go and, like, hey – to, you know, go down at the goal before the goal line and kill more clock. So uh, I think they played it the way they had they needed to. Uh, but now you go into a Raider game who <laughs> we beat the Chargers, Fernando. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, can't wait to w- watch what's the votes there. But uh, uh, Raiders, Rams on Thursday night football. But Fernando, I am ready to hand out some beers. All right, let's uh, let's do that. So who are we handing? Uh, who are we <laughs> handing? Chad by for, for people who. Uh, who are out there asking chelas? Chelas is in uh, it's kind of a slang word for for beer. So I'm wondering who Gilbert's gonna hand one out to. Yeah, you know, like like I mentioned earlier, like when when it's a disappointing season, you know, it creates opportunities for others. And you know, I've been impressed with Tutu out well. You know, I think Darion Kendrick going through the growing pain is gonna pay off. But I think they found maybe a gem in Michael Hoyt. You know. He's a 300-pounder interior defensive lineman who's playing on the outside, and they're very thin, Fernando, on the outside. And we've discussed many times that they, they, this team needs to create pressure. They haven't been doing it. Him and Leonard Floyd were a nice little duel. I, I don't know what that means for the future, but for today's game, Michael Hoyt, have yourself. Uh, he's Canadian, by the way, so I'll say a Molson. Hey. I, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, but that's a Canadian beer or a brand Canadian, in, in Canada. Uh, so I think he said he's, he was raised in Ohio, though. But this guy was playing on special teams. He, he, he was a gunner at one point. He's like a big dude. Uh, he, he got a snap, a tight end. So not to be asked to play edge rusher and to have two sacks and a forced fumble. Like, I kept hearing his name called, and I kept seeing him in the backfield. So, uh, Michael Michael Hoyt, have yourself a cold one. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Bobby Wagner. I mean, obviously, they played hard for him. You got to give it to the guy. I mean, he played against his former team, everything that they wanted. Uh, he did. So he was all over the place. He did everything they wanted him to. And uh, I hope he enjoys a, a nice cold one off of a rough season. But I got to ask you, Uncle Joe Reedy tweeted out that the most electrifying man in all of entertainment was there in front of the millions. Well, probably hundreds and millions of the rock supporters. Did he do anything or no? Or he, they just showed him on screen? You know what's funny? They showed him during the anthem. I'm like, that's a true American hero right there. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But yeah. What was he wearing? Was he wearing like a tight, like like a no-sleeve shirt? or? For what I remember, it was like a tight baby blue shirt. I think he was with one of his uh, daughters or, son, or sons. I forget. But I just thought it was kind of random to show him during the anthem. But I'm like, you know yeah. what? I would like to have him represent my country. So, so I, well, Reedy thinks that he was there because of uh, WrestleMania stuff, that he's probably there doing some WrestleMania stuff, behind the scenes stuff. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that could be uh, that could be one. And Kim Kardashian was there too. So, interesting day for the Rams. I mean, a lot of celebrities still coming out, even though they're three and nine. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, the, star, the stars are coming out, you know. Hilberto's still there, so obviously people come and see him. Exactly, but it was like you mentioned, Bobby Wagner revenge game. Everybody loves a revenge game. Yeah. So that's why Kim Kardashian and The Rock came out. Like we want to see Bobby Wagner put it to his former team. There you go, and that's why he deserves a chill out from me. Uh, Gilbert, short week, like you mentioned, they play the Raiders. Uh, that should be an interesting game, to be honest. Even though obviously the Raiders uh, are coming off a victory over the Chargers, and and the the Rams are coming off their loss to the Seahawks, should be an interesting Thursday night game. I mean, especially with like some of the pieces that you're messaging uh, them playing well, this could be an interesting game on Thursday. Yeah, I haven't really caught up on the Chargers-Raiders game, but I want to see what the Raiders did to to beat the Chargers. Chandler um, Jones had three sacks. Okay, so. He hit, the, uh, he hit Justin Herbert five times. They hit Justin Herbert 14 times. So Rams offensive line, be ready for Chandler Jones. And yeah. Max Crosby. So uh, it's a short week, and we'll see who they throw at quarterback. I want to say it's still John Wolford, but, man, like I mentioned, friend, he took a lot of licks today. Uh, but, you know, it's good to see them still playing hard, and maybe it'll be an uh, entertaining game for Thursday Night Football. But we'll see. It's a short week. I need to go ice up. Yeah, no, and we appreciate everybody checking out House of Horns. Don't forget this week we got Compass on the beat. Gilbert, I found a new – I found somebody else that uh, that does the gritty. My boy Jalen Hurd from the Philadelphia Eagles scored a running catch on him, and he starts doing it. I'm feeling it. I'm I'm there with them. So uh, I was there. So we're gonna break down all things NFL on Gumbo on the beat. We're gonna break down stuff on Gumbo's. Don't forget to check out all of our shows. FC. We got it all. Gilbert, thank you so much. All the viewers, thank you guys so much. But no, Fernando, thank you for jumping in on short notice. Uh, you had a great performance as a backup like John Wolford, so I appreciate you being here as a co-host. Hey, I didn't throw any <laughs> Okay, good point there. Uh, but you you orchestrated a, a clutch, uh, you know, rally drive there, so you, you did that at least. Uh, but on that note, ya nos vamos, pues, vámonos.